2: Hi, I'm Keegan, and I'm Madigan, and you're listening to Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Hey, um, it's 2020. It's 2020, What's and we up? are
0: officially back. We're back. Yeah, we're back for real. For Breakover real. break over. Yeah, back to back into reality. a full swing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I can't believe it's 2020. Like I was telling Anthony that I feel like
2: New Year's
0: makes me feel older than my birthday. <laughs>
2: In a way, it does, because it's a reminder of what year it is. And how much time has passed. Yeah.
0: Like, I found a picture from uh, 2000. Yes. Because I remembered, that I was having that conversation where I was just like, I remember New Year's Eve 1999 and everybody was freaking out. Y2K. About, like, Y2K and everything. And so I found a picture and I was like, oh my god, that was 20
2: years ago. Yeah. (laughs) That feels so weird. Yeah, to be able to say that we've lived long enough to remember something 20 years ago. Yeah. Is, uh. Is very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, we, Max and I were looking at our driver's license about when they were going to be renewed. Because mm-hmm. he still has a photo of himself from when he was 17 because they didn't make him like update his photo. Weird. It's so weird. He looks completely different. And so it's 2021 that we both need to get new licenses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll be 29. And he'll be like, you mean you won't even be 30 yet? He turned 30 this year. He's like, I'm going to be 32 when I have to renew my license. God damn. Yeah. We're like, hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're fully adults. <laughs> You guys. Yes, we are. Um, okay. Let's talk about some new stuff. Yes, let's jump right in. I have something fucking awful. Okay, you start then. Did you read about the Hanukkah stabbing? I did not. Okay, it's very upsetting. I don't have absolutely every bit of information in here, but there was a man that entered a home of an Orthodox Jewish rabbi, and he stabbed five people during one of their Hanukkah celebrations. Um, Where was this? This was in New York. Okay. The man who was... There was five injured. One man, Joseph Newman, was the worst off. He's been in critical condition. He was stabbed in the head into his brain. And he is in a coma. And it is not looking good for him recuperating out of the coma. And if he does... The places in the brain and in the legs and arms and spinal cord that he was stabbed, he would probably be paralyzed in the arms and legs. Oh, my
0: God. And would have
2: brain difficulty for the rest of his life. Um, it's incredibly sad. And this was obviously a hate crime. So the FBI wanted to get journals, search history, all that kind of stuff. They were able to retrieve journals that where they found references to anti-Semitism and um, did Hitler. He, did he know them? He did not know them. So, but this is the thing. His recent search history showed things like, German-Jewish temples near me, and Googled, why did Hitler hate the Jews? Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo says that this is the 13th attack on the Jewish people since December 8th in New York. Like, it's... Bad, it's really, really bad. It's very scary. Um, the man was charged for this attack and pleaded not guilty to five counts of attempted murder and five federal charges. I'm sorry, yeah, of obstructing the free exercise of religion in an attempt to kill. What, What
0: were you trying to do if it wasn't murder?
2: I don't know, I don't understand. That part blew my mind because honestly, if you've been caught red handed, the best way to go about it is to plead guilty because then. You'll have a speedier trial. You won't get as harsh of a punishment. You, you may not even have a trial, honestly. They may just, like, right. you,
0: they'll,
2: you they'll out. They'll be sentencing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you know, he may still get life in prison or, you know, 60 years or whatever, but at least it, if there's a trial, the potential could be so much worse. His attorney had to have advised that, because I don't understand why you would... I don't they must have some kind of strategy. I have no idea. But if he's convicted of the charges, he the maximum sentence could be life in prison. But if Mr. Newman dies, he could be facing the death penalty. So apparently, the death penalty was dissolved in New York in 2017. But there's something within that where it's like special circumstances. There they could still use the death penalty. Now I am against the death penalty. I am too. Yeah. But I listened to a very I'm listening to a very good podcast right now. I'm on the last episode called Urge to Kill. Mm -hmm. It's like a KGW true crime Hmm. thing about this man, uh, Edward Lara, who didn't have really a criminal record of any kind. He was a campus security office. He picked up a girl, killed her, raped her, and then went on this crime spree of, like, kidnapping. He shot somebody. He was stealing cars. And then he turned himself in. Um, And the detectives in Oregon were saying, we don't have the death penalty or we do have the death penalty, and he was talking about how hard of a decision it was to say whether or not they wanted to put the death penalty on the table, because he was anti-death penalty, but then there's these pressures and things from the community Mm -hmm. of having justice served. A A lot of people believe in an eye for an eye. right? You know, it's not just about what one individual person wants to do, but it's about the laws and the people who vote for these laws to still have it be a possibility. And that's something that was interesting and that I never really thought about.
0: Yeah, there's a really good criminal episode. I think it may be in Oregon as well, um, where he was a, um, he was from the South, but then he ended up being like the head of a prison, like the a warden of a prison uh-huh. who was like in charge of overseeing the death penalty. Ugh. Uh it's it's a very interesting look and I understand it's a very multifaceted issue and like people's own personal experience can change like what they believe as far as the death penalty and it's it's very difficult because I do consider myself to be someone who is anti death penalty but for instance I just finished watching um The Devil Next Door have you watched that yet We started it and haven't finished it yet Whew. I'll tell ya man when you see things specifically that are like hate motivated yep. crimes it's very difficult to not want that kind of retributive Do like, you think he's alive and the terrible?
2: Now that you finished it cuz I've I'm only on episode 2.
0: Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Can we cut
2: it out cuz I want to know if you think he did it or not. It's not going to ruin it. Okay, for me. okay, we'll we'll cut it out. All right. So, that's all I have on that. Um I guess. I mean, I'm going to keep up with this for sure, because I want to know what happens. The fact that this is the 13th attack on Jewish people in New York since horrifying. December 8th. It's very, very scary. It's insane. And the family of the attacker was saying, you know, as what they always say, they're like, you know, we, he wasn't raised that way. I've never known him to be this way. They are saying there is some mental health thing. So maybe that's why but he felt not guilty. Because he might be schizophrenic and whatever. But that doesn't, to me, that doesn't take away from what he did did he stabbed five people and hate is not a mental illness it's not like it may
0: have contributed to his actions yes but his actions were still motivated by a dislike of a certain group of people yeah you know what i mean and and mental illness doesn't cause that mm -hmm. it might cause paranoia that was then fueled by conspiracy theories or this or that or anything else but
2: and with schizophrenia There are, you know, voices and and delusions that Mm -hmm. are telling you certain things. And that's where it gets tricky. Right. And I I understand that. But I totally agree with what you're saying where, but you have to look at his mental state at the time, take that into account, but not necessarily have that be a reason to let him go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to look at it on all angles. I think he's a piece of shit. I think he deserves to go away for a long long time. I my heart goes to these families, especially yeah. the family of Joseph Newman, because they were celebrating a holiday mm-hmm. in their home, a place where they should feel safe. We talk about this all the time and their safety was violated.
0: violated. Yeah. And you know, also in a, in addition to all of that, it's very scary right now for minorities uh, in general, but particularly I have a lot of Jewish friends who I had heard about this actually, um, because I have a lot of Jewish friends who were posting on Facebook about how like the net violence towards Jewish people has gone up astronomically it's in the United insane. States. Uh, and it's very, very scary. And I think it is directly, I think it directly correlates to the lack of fear that white supremacists have in this country right now. Like, they feel incredibly emboldened. Um, And any time that happens, there are certain segments
2: of the population who are going to be disproportionately affected. Yes, they, they don't have to hide their true feelings anymore. They don't have a reason to suppress any of that anymore.
0: Right. And that makes it very scary. Makes it very, very scary. Yeah, it's like, what
2: year are we fucking in? It just turned 2020 and I feel like we're in the 40s or something. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's ridiculous the amount of hate crimes that happen all the time.
0: Well, and when you watch, um, again, when you watch, like, The Devil Next Door, at the end of the series, they kind of go into detail about the number of, like, Nazi war criminals who came to the United States and that, like... So many. And that we knew about it and didn't do anything about it. So you have people who were raised with these ideologies, whole families sometimes, who yep. were raised with these ideologies, who were living in the shadows, maybe never talked about it. Um, but still, that kind of thing is insidious. And if it comes from like generation after generation, that hate moves from generation
2: to generation. And it doesn't go away. And even if you do come out and say, I was a Nazi, those beliefs right, could very well still be there. And just mm-hmm. being... I mean, think about... You know, I, I think about my friends who were raised in, a, in like, Fox News homes. You know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. surrounded by people who are okay with hatred of certain people, even if they don't come out and say, I was a Nazi, you're, that you're passing down certain traits mm-hmm. from generation to generation. And then
0: you have to actively unlearn that shit. Yes. Like, you have to make a decision to actively unlearn hatred and, um, those kinds of beliefs. And that's so if you don't do that, yeah,
2: it's it's difficult. Well, okay.
0: (sighs) So as of this morning, which for us is Thursday morning for you guys, it will be yesterday morning. Um, I got a breaking news alert in my email that Julian Castro has dropped out of the race. So, that's not surprising, no. He hadn't qualified for the last debate, so it's not surprising that he is dropping out of the race um it's disappointing because he one had very progressive policies, yeah uh, on immigration and poverty, and I actually really liked him as a candidate and he was the only Latino running uh so that is all really sad and disappointing, yeah, but as he said, it just wasn't was his, his time, time he you know, said, yeah, yeah. I,
2: yeah, he didn't have the funding. They He was reaching out last month about a goal that they needed. He was spending more than he was raising. And it's just, it's really unfortunate. I think that we're spread so thin right now with Democratic candidates mm-hmm. that... Um, he didn't have the support that not was everybody, necessary. Not everybody can get the support. I think that people had in the past when there were maybe less candidates. I think that that's a big part
0: of it. I mean, and then in addition to it, it is just more difficult the more barriers exist as far as like your race, your gender, your sexual orientation, all of these things. Well, and
2: your popularity, I feel, as well, because, you know, Pete Buttigieg has popularity. There are a lot of people that really like him.
0: But his popularity, I feel like, comes from the fact that he has donors. Like, he has right. billionaire donors, right? right? So they he has the funding to gain popularity, yeah. right? He's got the funding to be able to hire good PR people and yeah. get on, you know, uh, TV shows. and
2: Right, but then there was even, like, Beto, where he had popularity on his side. Granted, he didn't have the funding either, and he struggled, but in the beginning of all of this, he kind of did have, like, this popularity urging him to go into it, or I feel like Julian Castro, we applauded him when he wanted to be a candidate. He was one of the first. I think maybe the first. Yeah, but but there was never really anything else heard about him. Yeah, his PR team didn't really, like, push him enough for him to be one of the front right, runners. Right, because he did
0: very well in debates. But also, I think people had their minds made up even from the moment that he started running. Um, you know, we had the opportunity to have kind of the first um, very... The first primary candidate who was a Latino, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was very exciting for us, but I think when he announced his candidacy, we were all like, oh, that's so exciting, but I think that there were a lot of people who were like, but it's not going to happen for him. Yeah. Because, you know, then that whole conversation comes about that's like, is the world ready for X, Y, Z? So stupid. It's so stupid, but... It gets into the minds of people, and then they decide this person can't win. And so then they just don't back them at that's all. That's just so
2: weird that, like, is the world ready for a Latino president? Like, are we yeah. ready for a person with good policies right. that is caring? Mm-hmm. That, you know, that to me is so neither here nor there, but I know that that's on the minds of a lot of people. Right. And But it doesn't
0: make sense. So they're thinking... Um, as with Kamala that he might be a good pick for a VP. Totally. Back whenever Hillary was running, she had considered him for a VP okay. position. Uh, and people who are wanting to get the Latino vote, of course, uh Castro would be a very good second.
2: I think pick. That's so. a great. I think that both Kamala Harris and Julian Castro would be prime picks, uh, politically and personally for vice president. I think it would be. Yeah,
0: I agree. And, um, so when he shared his video, uh, announcing this morning that he was going to be exiting the race, he also, he also listed, um, the names of African-Americans and Latinos who were killed by police or died in police custody in recent years. And this was something that he often did in debates uh, along the campaign trail this yeah. entire time. Make it known. Yeah, to make it known. He, I mean, I actually really, really liked Julian Castro. Yeah. His departure shrinks the field of Democratic candidates to 14. So we started out <laughs> with something like
2: 20-something. 20 20,
0: 20 something. Yeah, now we're down to 14, which is still a, a lot. A lot. It's still... <laughs> A whole lot, yeah. And you know, it is sad to continue to see the field get wider and wider. Um, after we recorded last time, was the next Democratic debate, uh-huh. and while I'm not like the biggest Yang fan, I was listening to it, listening to the debate in my car on NPR, and it was interesting to hear Andrew Yang talk about race, though, because yeah. he's like. Man, I'm the only person of color on this stage right now. Yeah. Cory Booker's not up here. Kamala has dropped out. Julian Castro didn't qualify. Um, and what does that say about our nation? Yeah. Whenever the field of candidates just keeps getting whiter and whiter. And it does feel a little discouraging because year after year, the field of candidates inevitably gets whiter and more male <laughs> as we get closer yeah. to the primary. And... Um, That's really sad, and as much as I like Bernie Sanders, I like Bernie Sanders a lot, when they asked him kind of the same question about race, he tried to redirect the answer towards climate change
2: because that's what he always does yes and
0: i understood the point he was trying to make in that like because of the wealth disparity between races that people of color will be more disproportionately affected by climate change yeah and i'm like good point but that's not but what that's we're not talking what, about right that's now That's you were asked right yeah, yeah exactly uh,
2: did you like the quote where the 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 person asking the questions, I can't remember. The moderator asked mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren something about how if she were elected president, she would be the oldest president to ever be elected. And she said, well, I'd also be the youngest woman ever to be elected. Yes. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. I mean, and what a stupid fucking question.
0: Because yeah. I feel like um, women are more often
2: looked at in that way in terms of age. Right, and why why wasn't, uh, like, any other, uh, in my memory, why weren't other male candidates in the past asked
0: this? Well, I mean, I don't even think Elizabeth Warren is the oldest person running this year as a Democrat, because Bloomberg is the oldest, I believe, with Biden right behind him, and then Warren— and at th- I'm sorry. Then why was she being asked this question? Uh, because I mean, it is true. She's older than Trump and Trump is at this point the oldest yeah. uh, president. So if she were to win the candidacy she or the presidency, she would be the oldest president. Well, so but would Biden. So would Biden if so he were Bloomberg. to win it. So would Bloomberg if he were to win it. Did they
2: all get um, asked this question? I'm sorry. Yeah, no.
0: Me. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain that both Bloomberg and Biden are older than Elizabeth Warren. I'm, they seem like it's to me. I'm fairly certain that they are. She does seem younger and more together, and she, yeah. Also, I don't believe that that was a question that was posed to Trump. I can't recall that being a question that was. to Can posed you imagine Trump.
2: if Trump was asked that question?
0: He would lose it. Yeah, I mean, and so look at that. Like he, Trump is older than Hillary Clinton, I yeah. believe, and. I don't believe Trump was ever asked that question. Meanwhile, during the 2016 election, Hillary, there was so much speculation about her her health health. and if she's going to be well enough to be president and all this shit. And I'm like, it's so fucking sexist that you're so worried about, like, old ladies. Fragile old ladies who
2: can't do it. Oh, shut the fuck up. Old ladies are tough as hell. Go away. Um, I have one just topic I wanted to converse, which is uh, the Cats movie. Oh, I'm going... Okay, I knew you were going to go. Yeah. I have, like, a want to see it because I've heard it so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, Universal has dropped Cats for their Oscar uh, considerations. Why was it? Why? Well, because it was, the cast is huge, like, and very star-studded. Well, and the choreography. I could see things like that. It was being a huge production. production. It was made to be an Oscar... Nominated film with the budget and the cast and the set design and the you know the costumes, the music. I guess this the original song is has been nominated for Which, Golden Globe. Okay, I just
0: I'm I'm sorry. Can we stop shoehorning original songs into musicals? We don't need it. Mm-mm. Cats is. I was obsessed with Cats growing up. I have the VHS...
2: That doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah,
0: I have the VHS <laughs> of the um, original Broadway production. Um, I went and saw it live at MGM. I loved Cats. I've I loved it. have never seen it. But, I mean, first of all, it's fucking weird. Everybody who's just like, oh my god, it has no plot. I'm like, yeah, no, it doesn't.
2: Like, Yeah, it's a weird movie. The original or play.
0: play didn't really have much of a plot. But the play is two full hours of singing and dancing. Like, there is no spoken dialogue that I can recall. So I'm like, why the fuck did we need to add in another song? Like, why did you need to write another song For, for Cats?
2: For award purposes.
0: It's stupid. Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah. I agree. I also just don't know why this movie was made. I, as someone who loves Cats... I don't understand why this movie no. was made. Like it was
2: it was to lure it's I mean, it's a popular idea to take a musical and make it into a movie. But it's a weird choice. It's a very bizarre choice. People have been speculating how weird this shit is since November. Like the first trailer that came out. People were like, what the fuck? It's creepy. And if you
0: were gonna do it, honestly, just do it in costume. Because yeah. the CGI is so weird.
2: Apparently there's a scene where Rebel Wilson as a cat is eating these like cockroaches with human faces on them, and it's like Oh, I'm gonna watch this. Super disturbing. I want to
0: see it because I want to watch the train. I am 100% going, and Anthony is refusing to go with me. I am going to smuggle in some white claws. Yeah. And watch this. Uh,
2: I can't wait. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait. There's too many movies that I actually want to watch. Like, I still haven't seen Frozen 2. I really want to see it. I really want to see the new Star Wars movie. I want to see Knives Out. I saw the new Star Wars movie. I saw Knives Out. I want to see those. And then, if I have time, I'll see Cats. Yeah. Just yeah. to watch the There's a ton of down. really
0: good movies out there right now. Cats is not one of them, but I wanna be able to say that when Cats came out, I went and saw it. Because yep. I think it's going to become one of those cult classic kind of rocky horror picture show type yeah, movies.
2: Like so bad um, that people love it. Yeah, that yeah. people go
0: and see and there's gonna be like I, I think that it will be shown like year after year. Yeah. So I love that.
2: It's notoriety will be that it was bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, so
0: let me see. I've got two more things I'm gonna try and cover really quickly. Okay, so cool. one of them is that on New Year's Day, Illinois joined the list of states to legalize recreational use of marijuana. Okay. So they are the eleventh state to legalize it. Cool. But one of the things that is really cool about it is that um Illinois Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker pardoned more than 11,000 low-level marijuana convictions.
2: That was my next question. Yes. yeah, good.
0: And he, he said, these 11,017 misdemeanor convictions represent individuals who've carried around with them the stain of their records for possessing less than 30 grams of cannabis. So um he went ahead and re- uh, pardoned all of those convictions wow. so they should be wiped from their record as well. So it Good. shouldn't be a stain on on their future employment, it's, their ability to get like housing and things like that. It's like that that needs to be
2: fixed in every state. In, in every state.
0: It's it's fucking ridiculous and everybody who is currently serving time yeah. should be released. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any how much,
2: sense. Wait, so how many grams were they carrying when um, that's so over the limit or whatever? For
0: possessing less than 30 grams. So, so anybody, how much would
2: that be? What would that look like? I don't even if know. If I were to buy weed. I have no clue. <laughs> I have I'm no like, frame of reference. Because I'm like, man... Would I be
0: put in jail for the amount of weight in my house? I, I don't like, think so. I think it's probably more than than we
2: carry around, okay. but I don't, okay. I don't know
0: exactly. Yeah. I'm still, not sure.
2: I mean, I'm glad that it's happening. That was—as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, but what about other people in Illinois who are imprisoned for that? So I'm glad that he didn't just make it legal— he Wait. actually did something about the people who have been mistreated by I would say the every
0: state that has legalized recreational use of cannabis should do the same thing. I yeah. think I think California did I don't um remember. but I can't remember exactly so the only other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is kind of a funny thing to end on is Lori Laughlin. All right, <laughs> let's go back to varsity Blues. If everybody needs a reminder, that was the scandal in which a bunch of, like, rich-ass people, yep. famous people, paid to get their kids into school, yep. Um, basically committed, like, all kinds of fraud. Felicity Huffman ended up uh, getting sentenced to, like, six months. I think she served, like, three or something like that. Yeah. And then she was released. But she pled guilty. Yeah. So, okay. Massimo and Aunt Becky, um, <laughs> Lori Laughlin. They pled not guilty, yes. and basically, basically, their strategy this entire time has been to be like, "Well, we didn't realize that what we were doing was wrong." Right, essentially, even though they faked shit on their kids' applications, yes. took pictures of them as if they were on the rowing team, etc., yeah, etc.
2: Like, it's pretty. The evidence is pretty there that they were. They knew they were being untruthful and right. that should have been a clue enough that you were doing right. something I mean, illegal or wrong. I
0: will say I think their defense is kind of brilliant because I think that their defense is basically, well, rich people have been doing this forever. Yeah. Like we, you know, if you wanted to get your kid into a good university and you mm-hmm. had lots of money, you could just buy a wing of yeah. the of the college. Of the college, buy a wing of the library and then your kid could get into it. To school, so essentially you are paying for them to get in. Yeah, and so their defense is basically like, "Well, rich people have been doing this forever. I don't understand what the problem is." Yeah, uh, but they theirs went above and beyond that, of course. Yeah, so they are ramping up for trial, and they could face a maximum of forty five years in prison. <gasps>
2: Oh my God. Can you imagine? I feel, I honestly feel really bad for their kids because it's like. The guilt. I would feel so guilty. I would feel guilty, but also like their kids, like one of them is like a YouTube personality Mm -hmm. and things like that, where it's like. Not that I agree with YouTube personalities being so famous and things like that, but like it really has, I think, tarnished it's both tarnished her like fame, but it's also increased her fame because people are so fascinated by the whole story. Right. I mean, the but, thing like, is to be famous for that is like that would suck. To be famous for like your parents buying you into college would be so embarrassing. Her and
0: her daughter seems insufferable. Like yeah. from what I've seen, she it, they seems seem horrible. Horrible. I don't know about the other one, but the, the Olivia Jade or whatever her name is, she seems she seems awful. She yeah. seems really annoying. However, <laughs> she said from the beginning she didn't want to go to college. Yeah. So this is kind of a testament to maybe leave your kids alone. Like, you forced your daughter to do something she didn't want to do. She yep. wasn't qualified to do. No. And these are the consequences of that. Maybe you should have listened to her when she yeah. said, hey, I don't want to go to college. Yeah.
2: Like, this This all could have been so easily avoided. Could have been avoided. Avoided. Yeah. So
0: they're, they're facing so much time because they're being charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud as well as money laundering and federal programs bribery. So they have, like, three charges. And I think the money laundering one is, like, the biggest one. But
2: what do you think they'll actually get? I don't so think they'll get 45 years. They
0: I don't think they will either. So um there was a legal expert on Good Morning America, Dan Abrams, and he said that it's most likely that they're going to get far less time behind bars. So he said these cases... Are very similar and almost the same amount of money. It's two kids, it's faking profiles, et cetera. Now, oh, okay, so he's talking about the two cases of Lori Laughlin and Felicity Hoffman. And he said these cases are very similar. It's almost the same amount of money, it's two kids, which I don't think it was the same amount of money. I think Lori Laughlin paid a lot more. I
2: remember it being more, yeah. A lot more.
0: Um, It's faking profiles, etc. Now, this was a guilty plea. This was someone who accepted responsibility for it and is getting six months. So you've got got to believe that if Laughlin were to take it to trial with an additional charge that's been thrown at her, uh, if she's convicted, she might be looking at a few years, guessing like two to three years.
2: That's kind of what I was assuming
0: it would be. Right. But what's funny to me about this is... So, she's facing two to three years, and I think it probably scared her when Felicity Huffman actually did serve time. Yeah. Now, she didn't serve very much time, but for, like, she rich, famous people, it's like, you're going to be in jail. Yeah. You're going to be in jail for a couple yeah. years. So, Lori Laughlin is terrified, which is not funny. Because no. I also would be scared. Yeah. But she has been knuckling down. She's rehearsing. She has been learning the lingo. She's been practicing martial arts to give off the impression she's tough to ward off potential bullies in prison.
2: <laughs> oh my god. So i seen, seen that movie. Her. What's that movie with... Um, Kevin Hart and... Going Hard. I never get watched hard, it. Get, get hard. hard. Yes. It's funny, but I'm just picturing.
0: I never watched it, but I, I feel like that's exactly little what this is. little baby Lori Loughlin and, like, skinny little mini, She's like, like huh, huh, She's punching a punching bag. Sup, man.
2: Like, prison lingo. Prison What's lingo. Up?
0: Oh, my God. Yes. So this source said, oh prison God. is going to be sink or swim, and Lori doesn't intend to sit back and take the abuse without a
2: fight. No! <laughs> <laughs> Girl, don't fight. Like, just be just me. Be quiet. Read some books work out, stay in your cell, don't cause trouble, don't start rearing up for this shit. Quietly do your time yeah. and call it a day. Uh, besides the physical training,
0: she's getting lots of advice from prison professors on how to earn one's keep behind bars. No!
2: That, this <laughs> sounds dangerous. It's just stupid. This sounds dangerous. Honestly,
0: it's dumb. Lay i the I, fuck low. I understand her, like, fear. I get it. I think it's a valid fear. Those of us who have never been in jail, serving any amount of time is a
2: scary I would. Problem. Prospect. I would want the information, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be going into this like I was gearing up for a fight. I would want information about the best ways to lay low, to survive, maybe some recipes I can do. Right. Like I mean things like that.
0: Honestly though, she's not even I would be very surprised if she's in any kind of like dangerous prison she's situation. Not going like, to be,
2: like, but she's this spoiled, you know, eighties actor, rich kid vibe. Yeah, you know, like yeah. she in her mind, she knows probably things from the movies and like what could happen, and she's thinking about being with these hardened criminals. Mm-hmm. And I hope it does her some good. Honestly, I hope it does too. I mean, that's I mean that's all you can really hope for from when somebody goes to jail in prison is that you hope that they uh, that the prison system works and that they you know. Pay for their crimes. They learn from it, and yeah. they are able to move on with the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. The hope. That's
0: we hope that they become rehabilitated. Yeah, you know, it's not all about punishment. It's no, about being it's rehabilitated. really not. Uh, but she and her husband are accused of having paid $500,000 in bribes. So that's what I thought. Half a million dollars in bribes. And yeah, Felicity Huffman's wasn't nearly that much. I yeah. think it was like 15000 or something like that. It was like, it wasn't as much as yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, still an insane amount of money to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, 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 yeah.
2: Also $15,000. For sure. I would love that. Oh, you guys, I think that is everything for our episode today. Thank you so much for listening again. Um, if you don't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. If you have anything that you want to say about this episode or topics that you want to want us to cover, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on our business page and uh, chat with everybody else on the group page. I'm going out of order, so in my head I'm like scrambling rambling right now um twitter we have a twitter that we rarely use mm. at yamf podcast Y-A-N-F, y-a-n-f podcast if you don't already you can listen to us on radio public it's a free way for you to listen and it helps us out just a little bit with all that being said we encourage you to, to raise on. on bye
1: So, I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.